Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Learning with Lindo. Under the scope of anxiety in children, this episode will be based on separation anxiety disorders in children. The term itself sounds self-explanatory. I'm certain we've all experienced the feeling of fear and uncertainty when we had to be taken away from a situation or a person that felt familiar into an environment that required us to adjust and adapt. Think of your first day at school. Wow, that's if you can remember that. Since our focus is on children, let's begin from birth. Babies adapt pretty well to other caregivers. As long as their needs are being met, most babies younger than six months adjust easily to other people. Parents probably feel more anxiety about being separated than the baby does. So I guess it's safe to say that separation anxiety is less prevalent in infants. Between the ages of four to seven months, babies develop a sense of object permanence. This is the understanding that things and people continue to exist even when they are out of sight. Babies learn that when they can't see someone, that means they've gone away. But because they don't know or don't understand the concept of time, they don't know when the person will come back and can become upset by the absence. Whether you're in the kitchen, in the next bedroom, or at the office, it's all the same to the baby, who might cry until you're nearby again. Children between the ages of 8 months and a year are growing into more independent toddlers, but they are even more uncertain about being separated from a caregiver or a parent. This is where separation anxiety actually develops. A child can get agitated by so many scenarios, whether you need to go into the next room for a few seconds, or they being left with someone else for the evening, or you're dropping off, dropping them off at daycare. Your child might now start reacting by crying. They might cling to you, and they might even resist attention from others, even if this attention is meant to calm and soothe them. Separation anxiety is different from the normal feelings that older kids have when they don't want a parent to leave, which can usually be overcome if a child is distracted enough. So you give the child a toy, they focus on the toy, and then bam, they realize the parent's gone and they're still okay. And kids do understand the effect that this has on parents. So if they cry and you run back into the room or you cancel your plans, your child continues to use this tactic to avoid the separation. However, some children experience separation anxiety that doesn't go away, even with the parents' best efforts. These kids experience a continuation, a reoccurrence of intense separation anxiety during their primary schooling years and beyond. It is important to note that separation anxiety is a developmental stage that a child is meant to pass. It is temporary, but the possibilities of it becoming a disorder that needs medical attention are there. So separation anxiety itself is normal, it's a developmental stage, but separation anxiety disorder is what is not normal. If your child has never been cared for by anyone but you, if your child is naturally shy or has other stresses, separation anxiety may worsen, uh, may be worse than it is for other kids. If separation anxiety is excessive enough to interfere with normal activities like school and friendships and last for months rather than days, it may become, become a sign of a larger problem, which is separation anxiety disorder. Children with separation anxiety disorder 
may become agitated at just the thought of being away from mom or dad and they may complain of sickness to avoid playing with friends or attending school. Also, as a parent, trust your instincts. If your child refuses to go to a certain babysitter or daycare center or, sh or shows other signs of tension such as trouble sleeping or loss of appetite, there could be a problem with the actual childcare situation. Kids with this disorder may also fear being lost from their family members and are often convinced that something bad will happen. These are some of the signs to look out for. So sign number one, panic symptoms. These are nausea, vomiting, shortness of breath, or panic attacks before a parent leaves. It may also be physical sicknesses like a headache or a stomach pain. At the time of the separation or before, children with separation anxiety problems often complain that they feel ill. They might also have nightmares about separation. They might also fear sleeping alone, which is common in kids who don't have separation anxiety disorder. They may also worry about being lost or kidnapped or going places without their parents. And they may also cling to their caregiver. So your child may shadow you around the house or cling to your arm or your leg, even if you attempt to step out. Now that we've talked briefly about the symptoms, we're going to dive straight into the possible causes. Here are some of the common causes of separation anxiety disorder in children. One, change in environment. So changes in surroundings such as a new house, a new school, or a daycare situation can trigger separation anxiety disorder. Number two, stress. Stressful situations like switching schools, a divorce, or the loss of a loved one, including a pet or a favorite toy, can trigger anxiety problems in a child. The third one, which I also feel is quite important, is an insecure attachment. So attachment bonds are the emotional connections that are formed between an infant and their primary caregiver. While a secure attachment bond ensures that your child will feel secure, they will feel understood, and they will feel calm enough for optimal development, an insecure attachment bond, on the other hand, can contribute to childhood problems such as separation anxiety disorders. This possible cause is important to understand because it is, it is mainly dependent on your role as a parent or caregiver and what relationship style you have achieved with your child. If the relationship is governed by fear, instability, and insecurity, then you'll have a child that is more, that is more susceptible to the developmental of separation anxiety disorder. A lot of parents, when dropping off their children at their grandparents or at school or leaving them with relatives, they want to sneak away or they'll do something like send the child to fetch, uh, to fetch something from the other room and when the child returns to find them absent. What this does to the child is that it leaves them wondering. They wonder if you're coming back and this can trigger anxiety because nothing has been communicated and there was no reassurance. So even if the person you have left the child with tells them that your mom is coming back or your dad is coming back, they are often left wondering until you eventually do return because you didn't communicate that. So just like it feels very unsettling as an adult, when things are not communicated to you, children feel the same and most of the time these insecurities are heightened. How do I help a child with separation anxiety disorder? None of us like seeing our children in distress, so it can be tempting to help your child to just avoid the things that they're completely 
uh, afraid of. However, that will only reinforce your child's anxiety in the long term. Rather than trying to avoid separation whenever possible, you can better help your child deal with separation anxiety by taking steps to make them feel safer, to make them feel calmer. Providing a sympathetic environment can make, you, can make your child feel more comfortable. Communicate with them. Even if your efforts don't completely solve the problem, your empathy can only make things better. Keep in mind that your little one's unwillingness to leave you is a good sign. It's a good sign of a healthy and positive attachment that have developed between the two of you. Eventually, your child will be able to remember that you always return after you leave and that will be comfort enough while you're gone. This also gives your child a chance to develop coping skills and a little independence. These are some of the tips that can help ease kids and parents through this difficult period. Number one, timing is everything. Try not to start daycare or childcare with an unfamiliar person when your child is between the ages of eight months and one year. This is when separation anxiety is likely to appear. Also, try not to leave when your child is tired, hungry, or restless. If at all possible, schedule your departures for after naps or meal times. Number two, practice. Practice being apart from each other and introduce new people and places slowly. If you plan to leave your child with a relative or a new babysitter, invite that person over in advance so that they can spend time together while you're in the room. If your child is starting at a new daycare center or preschool, make a few visits there together before their full-time schedule begins so that you create you create an environment of um, awareness. Practice leaving your child with the caregiver for short periods so that he or she can get used to being away from you. The next thing you can do as a parent is to be calm and consistent. Create an exit ritual which you say in which you say pleasant and a in which you say a pleasant and a loving and firm goodbye stay calm and show confidence in your child reassure them that you will be back and explain when you you'll be coming back using concepts such as after lunch or i know with my cousin when he comes and sleeps over he will tell him that you're sleeping for five nights and then every time he counts like he'll he'll sleep one night and then he'll count oh i have four nights left and just like that so that he's also aware of the situation and what's going to happen also communicate any changes uh give your full attention when you say goodbye and when you're leaving mean it don't stay and chill and have other conversations um because when you stay you make things worse when you say goodbye leave The last one is to follow through on your promises. It's important to make sure that you return when you have promised to. This is very critical. This is how your child will develop the confidence that he or she can make it through the time apart. This is also important so that they understand that life happens. So if something does happen and you are not able to make it back on time, it's important that upon your return, you explain that so that they understand So now you've tried everything as a parent or a caregiver, but when should you then seek professional help? Your own patience and your know-how can go a long way in helping your child with an anxiety, a separation anxiety disorder. But some kids with separation anxiety disorder may need professional help. They might need a professional intervention. To decide if you need to seek help for your child, look for red flags or extreme symptoms that go beyond milder warning signs 
that we spoke about before. So these are age inappropriate clinginess or tantrums, withdrawal from friends, family or peers, preoccupation with intense fear or guilt, constant complaint of uh, physical sickness, refusing to go to school for weeks, and an excessive fear of leaving the house. Your child psychiatrist or child psychologist or pediatrician can diagnose and treat separation anxiety disorder. It's treatable. These trained clinicians integrate information from home, school, and at least one clinical visit in order to make a diagnosis. These are some of the interventions that may benefit a child and might be suggested by the appropriate professional. So number one is talk therapy. Talk therapy provides a safe space for your child to express their feelings. Having someone listen to them empathetically and guide them towards understanding their anxiety can be extremely helpful. There's also something called play therapy. This uh, therapeutic use of play is a common and effective way to get kids to talk about their feelings. There's counseling for the family. Family counseling can help your child counteract the thoughts that fuel their anxiety, while you as the parents can help your child learn coping skills. There's school-based counseling. This can help your child with separation anxiety disorder and to explore the social, behavioral, and academic demands of school. The last resort, uh, which is medication, it may be used to treat severe cases of separation anxiety and is almost always used in conjunction with other therapies. So in conclusion, what anxiety disorders teach us as parents is that even from a young age, we learn so many things from the way we are spoken to as children or not spoken to at all. How we are taught to communicate and process our feelings as children and as adults is often dependent on what is modeled or projected to us. So as parents and caregivers, we have a huge responsibility. And this responsibility is to allow children to feel heard, to feel seen and to feel loved so that they don't spend a huge chunk of their adulthood healing from insecure childhoods and dealing with anxieties. Until the next episode, goodbye and take care.